Welcome to the Sony Pictures Network's Go Beyond podcast, where we go beyond the surface and uncover the extraordinary. I'm your host, Akshay Kapoor. You may not believe it, but there may be a correlation between bodies of water and ideas of inspiration. Archimedes is said to have discovered the principle of displacement in a public bath. Many inventors have said to have their eureka moments or their own breakthroughs in the shower. But today's guest had her eureka moment 30 meters below the surface of the ocean. Mechanical engineer by qualification, deep sea diver by passion, entrepreneur by profession, she created a product that makes maybe not the cycle of life, but certainly our laundry cycles in lives safer for our health and our planet. The eco-friendly laundry detergent is made of non-toxic ingredients is 100% biodegradable and saves over 42 kgs of carbon emissions when compared to a regular laundry detergent. It is a pleasure to have with me today the national winner and global finalist at Climate Launchpad 2020, the founder of Coco Custo, Sean Lalwani. Sean, welcome to the Go Beyond podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm good. Maybe a little nervous, but good. Well, there's no need to feel nervous because I think the mission you have embarked on with Coco Custo is truly an inspirational one. Thank you. For our listeners, of course, who may be hearing it for the first time, can you give us a quick snapshot of Coco Custo as a brand and what it is you all do? I always say Coco Custo is a sustainable solutions company. We make eco-friendly cleaning products. Right now, our product is laundry detergent, but we hope to make your entire home a cleaning an eco-friendly experience. So currently, the laundry detergent is the only product you have in your line? Right now, yes, but there's a lot happening in my little lab, or as I like to call it, my kitchen. You know, Sean, pirate legends are full of stories of sunken treasure. And in your case, perhaps it was a different kind of treasure that you found at the bottom of the ocean, right? Can you tell us about how the idea of Coco Custo came to you and When did it sink in that this was what you wanted to pursue in life? It was 2017. I was in Mauritius doing my advanced open water qualification where they teach you how to dive a little bit deeper. And we were talking about getting a couple of my family members down to dive. And the instructors were saying it's filled like an aquarium, but the coral is kind of bleached. And they were talking about how runoff from the resorts contained cleaning chemicals and that was possibly one of the causes for this coral bleaching and it stuck with me and when I got back I started reading about it and I realized wow the products we use for our everyday cleaning have a huge impact on the environment. Right. How did you know that laundry detergent was where you wanted to begin? So Laundry detergent was a personal choice because this is not when I had the idea to start the company. What happened is we ended up going to the supermarket in Mauritius and I found that there was an entire section called the Bio section and they had all these amazing products, laundry detergents, dishwash, home cleaner, floor cleaner and I ended up buying a lot of these things and I brought them back home with me. And I found that by using these products, a lot of my issues with skin allergies started to go away on their own. And I realized at this point that laundry detergent 
was causing that because I'd already switched all my personal products a long time ago. I found that laundry detergent contains harsh chemicals that stay in your clothing and in turn affect your body later. I love that you brought up the supermarket because checking food labels is something that is certainly becoming more common now. But you talked about the harsh chemicals in laundry detergents and I think checking the labels of laundry detergent is still probably a novel concept for many people out there. Could you shed light on what are the components to watch out for and in what ways they impact our health and the environment? So the first one I'd like to start with is linear alkyl benzene sulfonate. It's present in most cleaning products, laundry detergent, as well as your dishwash bars and liquids. And it's incredibly cheap. It's a superb cleaner, but it also kills coral at a 0.05% concentration. That's five parts per million. Five parts per million, did you say? So that's where my initial research led me. Then there's a lot of other things. There's monoethanol, it's a skin toxin, there's chlorine, which is used a lot less these days, but very toxic to aquatic life. It can cause asthma, Mm -hmm. titanium dioxide, also human carcinogen. There's phosphates, which can cause eutrophication of water bodies, where the water body gets devoid of all oxygen and it causes mass die-off events. And then there's sulfates, there's parabens, bethaltates. It's just the never-ending list. I want to just hang on to to what you've said for a moment because I want to highlight the importance of what you've said. The impact, you talked about the first component. You said in a 0.05 concentration, five parts per million, when you talk about all these other components and you talk about the environmental impact they have or even about yeah. the health impact they have on bodies, um, how does that work? Does it compound over time? Could you give us simplified picture so it's easy for us to understand the direct way in which it impacts us? So SLS, for example, which is in a lot of our personal care products and it's also in our home cleaning products because it makes really pretty bubbles and foam so the whole psychological thing of okay this is sudsy it's cleaning that gets taken care of so SLS can build up in your skin and that can cause it to sensitize so the more you use some of these things the more they will build up in your skin and over time it causes more of an issue if you have that in the environment it's a super biodegradable product but the problem is that there is so much of it out there that even when a lot of it breaks down there's still a lot of it present in the environment makes sense and uh, maybe oversimplification of that but what lasting effect does it mean for coral to not be able to build up in terms of the ecosystem under the ocean so corals only cover one percent of the surface of the floor of the ocean, but they support 25% of all marine life. Wow. Okay. So if you don't have coral reefs, you don't have marine life. Right. That I can see where this is going. <laughs> Shan, you talked about SLS, you talked about bubbles. And people may have heard of the phrase trial by fire, but I can totally imagine that your R&D phase was nothing short of a trial by bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shan, speaking about the trial by bubbles, 
and the R&D phase. Can you tell us about how long it took you to finally get to the the product that you have today and how many attempts it took to actually reach a final product? The final product that we have today was formulated in January. So even after I had a product that I took to the market in I mean the one small little market where we started out that was maybe iteration 10 or 15 that we actually tested. Oh wow. And after that there's been another 10 iterations perhaps mm-hmm. but there were a lot of experiments. In fact in December there was an experiment that made all my whites yellow. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of timeline how how many months or years is this? from when you first started experimenting with the product so when i first started experimenting it was january 2018 okay and i took the product to this one small organic market in 2019 right in june so it was 18 months between actually beginning my first experiment to selling my first box of coco pusto Fantastic. Can you tell us about the challenges you faced developing the product and the personal and professional learnings that enabled you to go to market? So, I am not a trained chemist. So, the initial challenge was actually going back and reading very basic chemistry to begin with and trying to remember everything I learned in college because I hadn't used it in 10 years or so. So my first challenge was understanding chemistry all over again. Mm-hmm. I started the R&D process by just going online and looking at DIY recipes people were doing. And I started out by just making that and seeing will this work? And it didn't. <laughs> um right. it worked but it didn't work well. you couldn't say that this was a product that someone would pay money for or would exchange their commercial detergent for so it was a lot of me just going online and reading a lot of journal articles and then making a concoction in my kitchen and testing it and this went on for a long time and i thought i had a super product mm-hmm. and it turns out that i didn't to begin with because while it was working as a detergent it also ended up clogging machines breaking people's <laughs> pumps right by people i mean my family and friends and you know it caused a lot of issues in fact one of the first versions i made uh, made me very itchy just because something is natural doesn't mean it's okay for you to use either that was another learning and here's a challenge we face still today we have made coco custo in a way that it cleans really well but it doesn't lather and that's a perception issue correct like people feel if the soap is working it has to make a foam or a lather yeah so it's 100% trial by bubbles because i've had a lot of customers written to us and they've been like listen this is not working there are no bubbles but this is a hurdle that we find till today 3 years later this is something that's a roadblock for us right and 
since we're talking about the R&D process, could you shed light on Coco Custo's ingredients that actually make the product more sustainable and even better for our health? So we use certified organic coconut and sesame oil from South India to make our soap component. We use cellulose gum, which is made from plant matter or even discarded cotton. There's citric acid, there's fumaric acid. Mm -hmm. um, we use papaya to help break down stains. And then there's natural minerals like sodium carbonate and sodium bicarbonate. I have to say, I love the fact that your ingredients are food grade because I think that really is a mark of care and concern when it comes to formulating this product. They do say that ignorance is bliss and when it comes to our health and our environment, one can totally argue that most of us are blissfully unaware. But have you found that you've had to actually educate consumers about the benefits of using non-toxic and sustainable ingredients or a non-toxic and sustainable laundry detergent in this case? And has this led to any amusing moments of lost in translation where people have struggled to understand where you're coming from or what it actually does for them? So initially, it was definitely a struggle because when we started in 2019, sustainability and non-toxic and eco-friendly were really far away concepts. They weren't as mainstream and widespread as they are today. Initially, it was just talking to people and explaining to them how an eco-friendly product is better for their health, better for the environment. But most importantly, people were like, will it work? And the other thing is, it's more expensive than my normal detergent. And I'd have to turn around and say, no, actually it's not. Because ours is so concentrated that you use one third the quantity. So it ends up actually costing same. So that's another hurdle. Uh, Sean, could you shed some light on the positive feedback you've gotten on your final formulation and the ways in which people have shared that your product has actually helped them or the ways in which it actually helps the environment? So I have a lot of amazing customers who are doing it for the environment or they are doing it for the health of their baby. So I have hmm. a lot of moms and a lot of people who care about the environment. And very often I'll get a message saying, you know what, it really works. It works well. <laughs> it's a really great feeling because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you live with constant anxiety at all right. times. And when you get this kind of feedback, you're like, okay, now I can go to sleep. I don't have to <laughs> worry for one night. Well, that's lovely to hear. And speaking of being an entrepreneur and sleeping peacefully at night, you have said previously in an interview that the only thing you know in your business is how much money is going out. You will never really know how much money is coming in. And I will give a little context to this statement. The reason you said the way you explained this was because no matter how much you project your cash flow statements or your sales projections, there are always factors beyond your control. So what is your strategy for dealing with the uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur? Well, one of them is I try to challenge the confidence of a tech bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> if that guy can go on and continuously run his business, even though they're bleeding that much money, you need to have that kind of confidence. 
in yourself. Despite the anxiety that keeps you up at night, you have to be able to take feedback and you have to be able to put yourself out there because otherwise you're never going to be able to deal with uncertainty. Interestingly, something you did mention is the consumers in India are quite price sensitive. And as a green business entrepreneur, I'm sure you might have encountered the stigma that it is more expensive to be eco-friendly in the world we live in. How do you address this stigma? So as an entrepreneur, the first thing I remind myself is that you cannot please everybody all the time. So you right. have to begin with finding your ideal customer in your niche. And this is advice to anyone out there because you will be criticized for your price point, no matter how high or low it is. You have to just focus on the people who will buy your product. Secondly, yes, it's 100% more expensive to be eco-friendly in the world right now. But if you can afford it, it is an investment in the future. Mm -hmm. um, thirdly, as more and more people start becoming aware, as more eco-friendly businesses are able to scale up, they're able to harness the economies of scale and they are 100% going to become more affordable. So it's only a matter of time. Right. That definitely makes sense. And speaking of a matter of time, I think a lot of the things we've discussed here today and getting to know your journey with Coco Custo since when the idea first came to you in 2017 certainly highlights, amongst many other things, I think courage and perseverance. Are there any lessons or takeaways from these five years that you would like to share with our listeners who may be inspired to pursue their own entrepreneurial dream? Well, the first thing is it's going to be scary and it's never going to stop being scary. The second thing is you have other people to be accountable to mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, especially if you're a solopreneur and you're doing this on your own without a partner or an investor you have to make yourself accountable to yourself. Right. And I think that is one of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur because when you have a job, you have a salary to look forward to every month. You have a boss who's holding you accountable. And as an entrepreneur, you're your own boss. And I think that is one of the most difficult things. Right. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic note to end our time at the bottom of the ocean near amongst the coral reefs today. But as we return to the surface, Sean, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us on the Go Beyond podcast. And we wish you all the best uh, with your journey going forward with Coco Custo. Thank you, Akshay, for having me on the podcast. And it means a lot to have been here and spoken to you guys. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe to and follow the Go Beyond podcast on www.sonypicturesnetworks.com slash podcast. We're also present on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and a host of other platforms. Don't forget to rate and review us too. I've been your host, Akshay Kapoor, and I look forward to seeing you on our next journey into the beyond. Beyond.